0: Peace. It's, um, it's something that we all want, isn't it? I think if uh, we were to ask the question, uh, what's the one thing you want for this Christmas? I think most of us would probably raise our hand and we'd say, I, I want peace. I want, uh, I want peace in my relationships. I want peace in my marriage. I want peace in my home. I want peace in my, my employment. And uh, for some of us, we probably pay a lot of money to have a little peace. And especially around the holiday season when tensions get a little high, when, when things get a little um, tenuous, when unexpected company drops in. Does that happen to anybody? And they drop in, and, and things are just kind of cattywampus, and the one thing that we want is peace. Uh, the tensions in the holidays can rise, can't they? And the one time of the year that we think that uh, things would be great, that th- things would be that we could enjoy, that we could love, that we could have a lot of hope for, is, is having good time during this season, but peace can kind of evade us. And it can make its way around. It reminds me of a couple of proverbs. Here's the first one: the proverb um, out of Proverbs 17:1. A meal of bread and water in contented peace is better than a banquet, um, better than a banquet spiced with quarrels. Now here's another one: Proverbs 21:9. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. And all the men said, "Nothing, nothing, nothing. We're going to keep. We're going to keep peace today." Uh, was when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. That particular night, the angels announced um, a great event had happened. They said, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And you can imagine that the shepherds were just amazed at what was happening in that particular night. Shepherds were, were not known to be accepted in their environment. In fact, shepherds, many became shepherds because they either had physical ailments or they had like some mental distress, and they were seen as unclean individuals, and they were just sent out into the lands to be shepherds. So the fact that God would present himself first to these shepherds is not really amazing. It's truly glorious. And what we find is, is that God draws near to those of the greatest need and those who are seeking peace. So as the uh, angels drew near and they began to share peace and great tidings, uh, we have to understand what was happening in Israel at that particular time. There was no peace. In fact, um, Israel uh, was going through a very turbulent time. The Hebrew people were enslaved. Uh, The Roman uh, government uh, was oppressing upon them. They were unduly taxing their properties. They were uh, ascribing their their children into the Roman army. They were casting uh, a great pall upon that, and there was anything but peace. And as I think about that, and I think about the unrest and the peace of, of things that are happening, it, it really draws into clear perspective for me this morning that, that we don't have a whole lot of peace today then, do we? I mean, look at our current political system. Look at, look at uh, this past year of all the, the political issues we've had to deal with, the challenges of racism, uh, dealing with people um, of different uh, sexual orientation, and, and our whole nation seems to be at odds with each other, and we certainly need peace here in our nation. For some of us, Christmas brings unmet expectations and and problems within the relationships that we have with others. Maybe there's a gift that you have been wanting to find under the tree that your loved one was gonna give you at Christmas time, and you've waited many, 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 many years for that Duke warm up suit. But anyway, uh, but you've waited many, many, many years, and it still hasn't been given under the tree, and there's those unmet expectations. But being serious, many of us go into the holiday season with expectations. We want our families to be perfect. We want the children to be quiet. We don't want the house to get messy during the presents opening. But more importantly, we wanna make sure that we're capturing the true reason for the season with the birth of Jesus Christ. And we discover that peace is furthest from the things that we see. We want uh, peace in our families, peace in our work, peace in our marriages, peace in our relationships. We want that, that inner peace, that only God can provide that inner peace that is changing and transformative for us. Some find that kind of inner peace, they tell me on the golf course. I've, I've tried golf a couple of times. Let me tell you, when I get out there and I tee off, there's, nothing, there's anything but peace, because the ball is going everywhere. Some people listen to the ocean. They go by and they listen to the waves and they think, this is very peaceful. Others find peace in a good book. But the reality of it is we're all searching for that peace that inner peace that seems to never come. But peace is more than just a day at the beach, isn't it? Peace is more than, um, uh, on the golf course, peace is more than reading a good book. In fact, God created us to be in relationship with him. And God said that the one purpose that we have is to love God and to be in relationship and to receive the love that God has for us. That it's a two-way street, that not only does God shower us with God's love, but God says, shower our love back to God. And we see that that is the particular case God talks about peace, and and when God talks about peace, God uses the language of of Hebrew, and he calls it shalom. And shalom is is a great definitive portion of what peace should be. And this is what the goal of what our peace on earth ought to be. Shalom is a wholeness of the soul. It's a completion that is found in God and not lacking anything. Now, just think about, what if your relationships, what if your marriage lacked nothing? What if your relationships with your children lacked nothing? What if your relationships with your employer lacked nothing? What if your relationships with your church family lacked nothing? Isn't that the kind of peace, isn't that the kind of life that we would want? Of course it is. And God promises to bring that kind of life. But what happens is, instead of searching and finding the peace that God has presented for us in God's own love, we then begin to move into a different direction. And many of us, we try to find peace in our employment. We become so engulfed and so enamored in what we do in our jobs, we think, if I can just get my employer to recognize me, if I can just earn a great living, if I could just get that promotion, if I could just work hard enough for these couple of years that I can retire, then everybody will celebrate what's happening in my life. A good friend of mine was just like that. In fact, he, he gave his life to one particular company uh, recently and, and he did everything in his power to bring such great success to their bottom line. But there was one small problem. There wasn't any peace between my friend and his CEO. In fact, his CEO was very embittered with my friend and the CEO worked behind my friend's back. Even though my friend had made all these contributions and, and given his life to make sure that the healthy bottom line of that company would be just that healthy, the CEO and the manager's work to get rid of my friend. I met with him after that in a short visit in Orlando and, and we were having coffee together and I looked at him and I said, tell me how you're doing. Don't tell me what you think I wanna hear. Tell me really how you're doing in this season. You've gotta, you have gotta be embittered, you gotta be without hope. Where are you in all of this? And he looked at me and he, he quite surprised me with his response and he said, he said, Bob, I couldn't be in a better place. In fact, even though I've had a lot of pain, even though I've, I've had a lot of difficulty and challenge in dealing with the fact that I've been terminated from, from the company that I really love to be a part, he said, I've learned to find that my hope is not in my job. My hope is in my relationship with God and God will give me the strength that I need. Another friend of mine, she works really hard with where she's at, too, and she puts her whole life into the successes of what happens in in her role. And when things are going well in her role and when, when, when her department that she manages is excelling, it puts a big smile upon her face. But when things aren't going well at all, her whole life begins to shatter. She's putting her whole worth in peace in what the earth can provide. Paul uh, had lots to say to Timothy. Timothy was, was Paul's protege. He called him his spiritual son, his son in Christ. And Paul wrote these words, and he, he said this. He said, he said, tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Now, Paul's not saying that we can't have wealth. Paul's not saying you can't be rich. Paul's not saying you can't have success financially. But what Paul is saying is, if our whole identity, if our whole worth, if our whole life hinges upon the success of what the world can bring, then we are not going to be at peace ever. Because the world will always have changing circumstances that will change who we are. It's like that old uh, song by uh, Johnny Lee, the country song, looking for love in what? All the wrong places. And, and, and so many of us are looking for peace in all the wrong places. And we, we think that one more relationship, one more drink, one more thing that we can acquire in this world, if we could just do that, then we'll have peace. But what we really understand is that when God created us to be in relationship with him, that there's this big hole that's in our heart. And God created this hole with a purpose that we're not supposed to fill it with the things of the earth. We're not supposed to fill it with our earthly relationships. We're not supposed to fill it with our earthly things and our earthly possessions. But we are to fill the hole in our heart with Jesus Christ. And when Christ is in our heart, it makes the difference of who we are. And Christ is the one who changes and transforms so that we can receive, live, and transfer the peace that comes in all things. When Jesus steps into our lives, he takes hold of our heart. When we say, Lord Jesus, come into my life, give my life the guidance, the direction, but more importantly, be Lord of my life, we begin to see the peace that is talked about, that the angels say that peace came that first particular Christmas. It's easy to have peace when everything's going great in your life. And I haven't met a person yet when they feel like they're on top of life's spin, that they don't say, wow, life is perfect, life is great. But the minute something doesn't go right, the minute things start going wrong, we start scrambling to find a way to hold or prop up the life that we have. We're searching for peace. In this life, we don't always know what tomorrow will hold, do we? But what we do know is we know the one who holds tomorrow, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we know and have that relationship with Christ, and we know that Christ is the foundation of what the future holds, and we can trust him fully in everything that there is about our life. And in those moments when we just feel like we can't find earthly peace, when we find peace in Christ, we find peace of all things. The prophet Isaiah wrote this. He said, he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And the Prince of Peace has come to establish a, priest, a, a peace over our lives, and a, and a peace that, that uh, I'm talking about isn't about emotion, it's a person. It came in the flesh. It came by spirit in the flesh of a womb of a woman named Mary. And Jesus, God with skin on, was birthed into the world. And the word says that, that God dwelt among us in spirit and in truth. When Jesus came that night in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, he came as the Prince of Peace. He came to establish a kingdom, not of man, not of earth, but a, a heavenly kingdom, an eternal kingdom. And the kingdom that Jesus came to establish cannot be overthrown or conquered by an earthly ruler. It has eternal hope. It has eternal peace. Everlasting peace can't be dictated by your circumstances or determined by what's happening around you. But here's what I do know. You'll, you'll never experience the peace of God until you find peace with God. And that's really where, I, where our prayer is today in this, in this Christmas season is, is. My hope and my prayer is, is that all of us will find peace with God and we'll find peace in God and that we'll realize that God is the source of the peace of all things. Jesus said this in John 14, 27, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So what's the thing, what's the gift that Jesus promises? He promises peace. He says that, that I not just give it to you, but I beholden it to you. I, I let it shower over you. And my promise is that, that that peace, if you'll recognize it's there, it will never leave, but it will always abide in who you are. Jesus' peace is a gift this Christmas. It's a peace that is always giving. It never lacks, it never runs out, it never grows old, and it never diminishes in value. Peace is what the angels proclaimed. Peace is exactly what you and I need this Christmas season. Peace in the midst of a world that is without peace. The angels said, glory to God in the highest and on earth Peace, in Jesus' name, amen.